Wellness Wine Wednesday with Lizzie and Lauren is a bi-weekly podcast and Instagram live where we get real about topics that matter to the women of the 805. Join us to learn about setting and crushing your most passionate goals, dominating your social media outlets, organizing your life, feeling beautiful, and living in balance. Make sure to listen and subscribe. Also share it with friends. Follow us on Insta and leave a comment for a chance to win our monthly giveaway from Local Boss Babes. I'm Gretchen. Um, we, uh, I'm the owner and winemaker of Luna Heart Wines here in Santa Barbara County. A um, little anecdote on women in wine. Um, we have the largest number of women in wine out of any other winemaking region. So what? that's pretty awesome. Like Northern Napa and Sonoma. Yeah, and super strong community and a lot of women who are actually winemakers, but just also a really strong community of women in the business in general. Heck yeah. Yeah. So today I brought with you um, my 2018 Syrah. I'm super proud of this. It's my first uh, Syrah that I've produced for Luna Heart. And you got to taste everything else I've made last weekend, but I wanted to bring something that uh, was a little special. And so this wine um, I hand bottled for tonight, but I'll be bottling it here at the end of the month. Um, it's from Heinrich's Vineyard in Ballard Canyon. Um, and really fell in love with this little vineyard. It's a really wild little space, uh, super steep slope with be thick beach sand and really wild vines. And you go out there and you're like, okay, this is actually actively being farmed. <laughs> uh, but I really love that about it. And I think it brings a really beautiful kind of wildness to the wine. That's so awesome. Yeah. And so we wanna know before we dive in real deep into the winemaking, um, we want to know a little bit about you. Yep. So um, where were you born and raised? So I'm originally from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, and I moved to Europe with my parents when I was in high school in between my junior and senior year. And that's where they exposed me to the wonderful world of wine. So we went to Bordeaux and Champagne. And for the first time, I saw that there was a craft behind this wine. Yeah. Yeah. And also just real quick in the intro, because I don't know that you know, but I was Right. Champagne is from the Sunland, unless it's like Champagne Cru, 
that's so, so awesome. If you're drinking sparkling wine that is bubbly, whatever, California wine, that's yeah, it's not oh, champ- not mm-hmm. champagne. Yeah. And Bordeaux red is a red that is specifically for connoisseurs. Oh wow, peeps, yeah. the, your knowledge, knowledge, guys, Whoa. gaining knowledge. <laughs> um, and so, and then, what made you come to Santa Barbara out of all places? Yeah, so I was, um, I had studied business at Georgetown for two years and hated it, and ended up, and <laughs> uh, ended up getting wanting to get back into sciences, and I was moved to Santa Cruz to finish my degree in plant sciences. Uh huh. Um, and when I graduated, remembered that I was intrigued by wine and decided to try that as a career path and uh, had a few opportunities throughout California. But if you've ever been to Santa Barbara before, you know why I chose here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you found my niche. Yes. 100%. <laughs> but also as a winemaker, it's a really fun place to be because we're a little bit younger. So we have a lot more flexibility with our identity. Um, and we also, because of our climate, we can grow anything, you know, even food-wise, we can grow really tropical plants and all sorts of fun things. Um, and it's the same with wine. We have so many um, little microclimates that allow us to make some of the best, grow some of the best grapes of grapes from all over the world. Um, we don't have the limitations of climate. That's so cool. I mean, and like, guys, I know nothing <laughs> but you know there's like a lot that i heard in this young girl young people series that came out yeah. that just like so much like smoke soil sunshine the sound of smoke sunshine and sound of smoke and like so so many factors so many factors and that's just topography that's topography right we're not even talking about like water or like right. external climate or humidity or right. like Right. So then that is still just kind of the very essence of growing, but then we get into varietals and then deeper into that, clones within the varietals, which add a lot of different nuances to that clone in particular. Um, soil plays a big part. And then within the, and then winemaker's decision on picking is um, the crux of, the, of what's going to be the wow. identity of the wine. And then um, there's a million decisions to make once it's in the cellar, too. Stem inclusion, time on skins, do I add yeast, do I let it be native, do I add tannin, do I use new oak, do I uh, stir the leaves, do I stomp it with my feet, do I uh, pour the wine over the cap? There's a million different permutations um, of how a wine could be picked. Okay, so tell us about this. So um, I really like to, my wines are all handcrafted, handmade. I only make 250 cases a year, um, which is pretty small. Uh, And so everything is really back to um, pretty old-timey winemaking. I am out there uh, helping to pick the fruit, um, and then I'm I'm really looking to keep acidity with the wine so that I don't have to add much to it later in its life, Um, really trying to... Creating wines that only have had a tiny bit of sugar added to them to have longevity, but other than that, there's nothing else to do with the wine. So um, I like to stomp the fruit with my feet um, and really get to know. I mean, it's not just the fun of, the <laughs> of stomping the fruit with your feet, but it's actually a really helpful winemaking tool as well for temperature control and really getting to know your fermentation. Um, and yeah, so th- these wines did not have any commercial yeast added to them. Um, 
um, no finding agent. They're unfined and unfiltered um, and truly trying to give you a representation of what they are. Yeah. That's so awesome. Sorry, I'm just scared like trying to figure Tinkering. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, what's that? I know. I'm just trying to. We just. Uh, we're gonna grow, and also just we just got a whole new device situation, so we can have more guests on, and we don't have to because we've been we've been podcasting on one little snow globe with no headphones, <laughs> and you're all like yelling into it so <laughs> we can hear it. So now we have like the microphone set up and stuff. So I'm still getting used to all the levels and things like that. So I'm sorry.
mean, I feel I feel like Lauren would want to be like in the winemaking industry yeah. if she could just like be like crushing grapes and just sipping yeah, on it. <laughs> I want to do the footwork, so I can kind of like do the footwork and like the ankle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to. I would like to be part of the team somewhat, but I would also like to be on. I think it would quality be great control. Quality control. <laughs> I think like a fabulous model. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, real fast. I want to say, I want to say one thing is, how do you become a sommelier? Because I know it's a very specific like thing, and you have to yeah. have your palate has to be a different yeah. way, and like, like how do you like how do you wake up one day and be like, you know what? Well, today you didn't want that. Yeah. I want to know about that. Yeah. Like, do you want to be a sommelier and like pick up this stuff? Yeah. So, um, a sommelier, the coolest part about becoming a sommelier is you drink wine. <laughs> but um, there's actually two, if the sommelier program is a specific program, um, there's actually another program as well called the WSET, Wine and Spirit Education Program, which is like sommelier nasty. But um, I would actually lean towards that. They're both very similar as far as learning about wine expertise through drinking wine. But sommelier, um, you have to be an expert in tasting, knowledge, and service. Okay. So, like, uh, literally, yes, okay, able okay, to okay. also be able to pour at a Michelin star restaurant and come across as part of that story. Okay. Um, whereas the W set is drinking wine and the knowledge of wine, but then in reference to both of those things, instead of service, it delves more into how the wine makes. So for me personally, as a winemaker, I would love to do one of those programs, um, but I think I would get more out of it um, from the W set because it's a little bit nerdier yeah, and yeah, in yeah. line with what more I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to talk more about sommeliers. Yep. Like you said, Okay, so um, so Luna Hart started in 2014 as a work trade with my friend, dear friend, Ryan Roark of Roark Wines in Chilton. Uh, he was the first one to kind of close his garage in winemaking and cleaning. Oh, cleaning. Cleaning, making wine in the, ga it's an old French term, but basically making wine in the garage. So not this postmodern winemaking where you have all these fancy tools and really to the Very root of the craft. Yeah, um, and and in, it specifically refers to kind of more handmade and polished types of wine. Um, and in 2014, I was working with him in a little organic um, Sauvignon Blanc vineyard, um, and he offered me a ton of fruit as part of my work trade. Mm -hmm. um, and I took that and ran as an opportunity to really um, invest in my in my knowledge. I like to learn, and mm -hmm. what better way than to and learn some more. Um, so, yeah, so, and then Luna Hart specifically, the label name, um, I, my, I see my winemaking style as a balance of both my feminine and energy, feminine and masculine energy going into these wines. Yeah. Um, and so feminine being more that I'm trying to retain acidity and keep it a little 
little bit more on the delicate side, but a more food-friendly wine. Mm -hmm. um, and masculine being that I do like to manipulate the wines mechanically, mostly by my feet, um, more so than my, my peers. Um, so with whites, I like to play around with a little bit more skin contact for texture and different flavors. Um, and with reds, um, a little bit of either stem inclusion or longer time on the skin during fermentation. And so Luna Heart, Luna being the feminine and the moon, and Heart is an old medieval word for stag, which is the moon. Contact refers to how much how much time the juice or wine has in contact with the skin. So typically with white wines, it'll take time to press, and it's not it doesn't have much time on its skin other than it's naturally dry. Um, but I will tend to stomp the fruit with my feet and then leave it for a bit. And with whites, even even a few hours makes a huge difference, which wow. is pretty cool to see. Okay. Um, and then, and likewise with reds, it's more commonplace with reds, um, uh, uh, but you can really play around with how long the red wine is in contact with the skin to bring out different characters within the wine. And then stem inclusion uh, refers to the fact that most winemaker, or the more traditional um, way of winemaking, at least in this area, is um, to pull the berries off of the stems with especially with red wines. Typically white wines are slower to repress, so it's mm -hmm. not a big deal. Um, but with res, you typically will pull the berries off of the stems and ferment them just on their own um, within their vessel. And so with stem inclusion, you would keep a little bit of those stems in there. It'll bring different flavors, um, kind of more woodsier, spicier flavors, as well as different tannins. So you can get tannin, which is the dry feeling in your mouth, the like chalky feeling. Oh, mm. I and it could okay. come from many different things it could come from seeds it can come from the skins themselves it definitely comes from any stems that are included and then also with oak is the big way too so oak whether it's neutral there's not a lot of that impact or if it's new then you got get a lot more of that tannin mm. impact as well as different flavors Amazing. <laughs> I mean, they're complicated. <laughs> Lizzie, we have a lot to learn. I know. Also, Gretchen, like, this is so, it's so valuable. And we're not done because I really want to talk about this wine that yeah. is sitting on our table. And I you guys, for our listeners, I just want to, like, kind of paint a picture. <laughs> it's July in Santa Barbara, and yeah. we're sitting in my backyard, and we have, it's like a, it's like the, it's such a beautiful day, and like the patio lights are on, and we have a fountain in the backyard, we have and cars it's, in the backyard. yeah, and we also <laughs> we have the cars in the back, and we also like uh, recorded like a why like a large majority of this podcast which got lost, which it has Don't happened. I know I'm telling them the truth because <laughs> oh, this is our it. story, Lizzie, and now we just have Gretchen in this beautiful bottle of wine that's literally sitting on this table, and I mean. Before we get into this, I want to tell you guys why we're going to work on this three or five part series. We don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, Lizzie and I's vision is that we can like 
confidently go to a tasting room right. and we yeah. can understand the notes, we can understand the flavor profiles, mm -hmm. we can understand um, some of like the viticulture stuff that's gone into like, right. oh, uh, stem inclusion or, you know, these other like terms that really are not known to the general public. Right. So that everyone that's listening to Wellness Wine Wednesday is not only being uplifted by listening to like badass boss babes and yeah. doing their thing, <laughs> but wine is a huge part of what we're doing here. Not and like we like, I like to, I like to drink wine. I like to know about wine. Yeah. I like to taste wine. I like to contribute to women and wine. I like to just be in that space. And so I think it's really cool that we get to have you on as the start of this. Yeah. And uh, so thank you so much. Yeah, and let's, to be here. let's talk about this 2018 Syrah, boo. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so tell me about your experience when you go into taste. What do you, mm. what do you typically okay. do? Okay. So this is me just like flexing <laughs> so hard and being like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. This is me flexing. So I go in and I'm like, I know I love a good Pinot Noir. Like Pinot Noir is my go-to and I feel like it makes me like sound fancy. So I'm like, <laughs> um, I would love a taste of your Pinot Noir. And then uh, they pour me a splash in a, in a wide glass, yeah. which is traditional for red, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, and then I put my two fingers on the bottom of so like the base of the stem. <laughs> yeah, the base of the stem, and then I swirl it, and I I stuff that stuff all up on the side of the glass, and then I take a really big sniff, and while the sniff is like in my lungs, then I take a sip, and then I do like one swish, like not an annoying swish, but like a swish, <laughs> and then I swallow. And never will I ever, I don't think I'm ever going to be one of those people that, like, spits out wine. Yeah. Well, I, and to... Be I've more classy than me. <laughs> no, the classiest people spit the wine out. <laughs> no, my grandpa, my grandpa does that all the time. I can't. I want it in my body. Okay. I mean, right. when I'm tasting 50 wines in a day, I have to spit them all you out. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I'll be calling a cab to get home. Blacked <laughs> out. Doesn't it get deep? Like mouth yeah, I mean, if I'm tasting a wine super seriously for the first time, I will taste it twice. Um, all of those things that you mentioned, they actually do serve a purpose. We swirl the glass. High five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we swirl the glass so that it coats the glass and allows some air to get in contact with the wine and release the aromatics in their fullest form. It's kind of, you will, it'll try it sometimes, you know, smell it without swirling it and it'll be pretty flat and then swirl it and you'll get a Wait, totally different experience. But you already have one in there that's like, okay, sorry, do it. No, I need to do the whole thing, Lauren. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay, this is not a real wine glass. So keep talking. I'm okay. just going to do it on my own. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and then, yeah, when we're, when I'm tasting, I'll taste a little bit and then also obnoxiously suck in some air and coat it all around my mouth. Um, what does that sound like? Will you make that sound for me? I don't think I'm going to be very happy with that. Okay. No, it's I, it's the thing. I like watch people at tasting rooms. I'm like, oh what God. are they doing? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but okay. then if I'm tasting it seriously for the first time, I have to taste it twice. And the first time I have to spit because the interaction of alcohol versus no alcohol definitely changes the experience as well. Okay. So, wow. so tasting it once and spitting it and you just get a tiny influence from the alcohol gives you a totally different perspective and experience on the wine and then 
obviously when you go to actually drink the bottle at home, you're gonna drink it. So yeah, wow, that's also an important part of the experience. Okay. Amazing. But you can just learn a little bit more about the wine from not having the alcohol overshadow it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I need. I need to learn that. I need to learn that like because like when I go wine tasting, I'm like, oh, you know, when I go wine tasting, you know, I need to like wine. Right. Like, your first glass, you just do the or whole like maybe tasting thing and then right. take it in. Fit it all so That's that your palate is like really for there. Right. See, you learn something so or if day. you're doing a bunch and you do a little spit taste and then the ones that you really love, you drink. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have a question. I want that in me. <laughs> if, so at when, because you know, obviously Santa Barbara is such a huge wine town. Yeah. And we have wine tasting all over the <laughs> I was inhaling the 2018 Luna Heart Syrah. Um, so Santa Barbara has all these wine places to right. um, go wine tasting. And I've also noticed when I do go wine tasting at different places, they have like two red and then two wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, why do they do it that way? I know that obviously white is lighter. To flip-flop it. Okay. Wait, yeah, you're like you're I'm, saying it'll be reds first yeah, and yeah, then yeah, whites. Yeah, it'll be reds and whites most mm-hmm. of the places I've been to. Mm-hmm. Why won't it be why wouldn't it be white and then red? That is kind of again a new sort of trend that okay. goes back to Burgundy. So if you go tasting in Burgundy in France, um, which is known mostly for Pinot and Chardonnay, um, they will always finish with the more acidic wine being the Chardonnay. Whoa. So um, See, I asked good questions. Yeah, very good question. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So most wineries that you'll taste at here or or anywhere around here would do whites and reds. That's kind of more traditional because the reds are heavier, especially in Santa Barbara County where um, traditionally are more, uh, a lot of the wines have, are very big, bold, heavy duty wines. um, So they can really overshadow the whites. Whereas now I think um, younger generation, myself included, are, are kind of getting back to this a little bit more old world approach, more food or food friendlier wines, yeah. um, which then do taste really nice if you go kind of more towards more acidic. Wow. Okay. So can we can we taste this wine together? Yeah. Oh God, I'm um, I know you just <laughs> I know, but like here's my thing: like I don't think that anyone is going to experience the wine like she does. Okay. And I want us to, like, have, and like, Can I know we don't have a ton of time, but, like, I want us to, like, learn some notes and, like, what you experience with this so that mm-hmm. we could maybe have our own experience. Yeah, definitely. Well. Oh, okay. Hold on, I, hold on, hold on. I know what's going on. Okay, okay. she's doing a live. Okay, she's part of podcasting. Yeah. We're just, like, pausing <laughs> for the social media. <laughs> um, I'm also just going to, like, have a little, a little, bit a little more, more slack. <laughs> okay, okay we can refoc- refocusing, yeah, refocusing. Okay, so we've got basically hi everyone on Instagram Live. Hi everyone, hello, hello. Um, so I I think uh, maybe my last question for you, Gretchen, is like, mm-hmm. where are you going from here? Like, what's the plan? Oh, what's the plan, man? Um, well, right now I am actually transitioning to a new winemaking position in Ballard, not for Heinrich's Vineyard, but um. Uh, a little vineyard called Piazza Bella, v- Bella Vista, okay. um, which is in association with Mount Carmel in the Santa Rita Hills. Um, cool. And so along with Luna Hart, um, I will be 
starting this new project, which is really exciting. Um, also, really small garage East wines, so what I love to do the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't even think I told, we talked about Luna Heart and the philosophy behind it, but my specialty is Gruner and Cab Franc. So, oh. um, so yeah, so that's like always the core of my program, but I like to play with some other things on the side. Um, so this year I'm really excited to be making a rosé from the Syrah, from this vineyard that wow. we're tasting. Um, but really, you know, from here, I don't, I don't want to push Luna Heart to be too big, too fast. I really want it to stay small and let it be truly as mm. handcrafted as I want it to be. Um, and not sacrifice any of that, um, quality steps that I take. And, and, uh, so... I love um, it. I yeah. love it. It's and really important. Are you doing Luna Heart with anyone else, or is it just solely you? It's just me. I am oh, the wow. owner, winemaker, tasting room lady, salesperson. And, and where so can we find you, Boo Boo? Yeah. So my website's Luna Heart H A R T Wines plural dot com. Um, also on Instagram, if you search Luna Heart Wines and Facebook. Yeah. Um, and here locally, uh, Montecito Village Grocery consistently carries all of my wines. Oh, awesome. Um, and directly from me through the website is great. I do private tastings um, either at my house here in downtown Santa Barbara or up at the winery up in the valley. So, um, That's so cool. So, yeah. And I have two more things before you have to go is if <coughs> what advice would you give to a young woman that wants to start their own, you know, their own business, their own business? What would you, what advice would you give to someone that is a little bit like wary of going and and doing their own thing, and they may have like questions about it? Mm-hmm. What what advice would you give to them? Uh, my advice would be just just not be afraid to ask questions and not be afraid to to reach out to your community because. Um, you know, we have a really strong women in wine community, which is really supportive, but also there was a lot of really influential men winemakers as well that really helped lift Luna Heart up. Mm-hmm. Um, I already mentioned Ryan Roark for mm-hmm. one. Um, and, uh, yeah, to just not, uh, you know, to really take advantage of your local community. And, uh, and it takes a weight off of your shoulders when you talk to other people and hear their experiences and realize it's maybe not so as intimidating as you yeah. thought it was. Like the yeah, partnership. So partnership. I love it. Like, edu- like not even education, just getting to know people Explore. that are in the same yeah. industry as you and asking questions. And or not like even that. in the same industry. Also other, you know, whether it's a business, another person that you admire their business. It doesn't have to be specifically your industry as well. There's a lot to learn. Yeah. I have a really good question. Okay. If we could interview anyone to be a part of our three to five part series of women in wine, who do we need to have on after you? Oh, that's such a hectic. That's a lot of questions. That's hectic. <laughs> I know. She's so. Funny. I mean, okay. Let's say we're gonna have five. Let's <laughs> let's do a couple. So, like um, who? Yeah. So I, uh, one of my biggest mentors and uh, really amazing woman here in the valley is Allison Thompson, and she's currently um, making her own wine, uh, LA La Lepiani, um, which is a tribute to yes. her grandfather, mm-hmm. um, but she's also Pink's winemaker for Two Wolves, the new brand in town, yeah. so that's pretty cool too. She's just a badass, um, and where I've had all these uplifting experiences and, and have always been kind of fast-tracked into to being a young and successful uh, person, 
she has had all of the struggles, so it's a, it's really interesting to hear her story as well yeah, and how, how she's such a badass. Ooh. <laughs> and Allison, you come here. Yeah. <laughs> and to finish off our podcast, I feel like, yeah. we've got a little, um, what advice would you give Lauren and Izzy for our podcast? For the podcast itself? Yeah, just in, in general. Our own little I don't know. I had a, such a blast with you ladies. I'm glad to be the third leg to the tripod <laughs> if you ever need one. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, wellness, wine, wine. Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know. Why are you Wednesday? You I don't know. You bring the shit on Wednesday. Yeah. All of this shit They're is They're practical. Like so <laughs> I, I bring the stuff yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, Gretchen, you're fucking amazing. I can't even, I'm so grateful to have connected with you at the retreat. Yeah. It's and wonderful. now it's blossomed into this, and who knows where it will go from there. But like, um, thank you for bringing women and wine. Like, thank you for making that a thing. Yeah. And like, even just like making really delicious wine, gender neutral, like just fucking making beautiful wine. It doesn't matter like what's happening, but like, you're. Your wine is incredible. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, ladies. And yeah. we definitely, I feel like we'll have you on again because our whole modern wine conversation. This so is an like iterative process. Yeah. To yeah. learn about the wine, <laughs> this is iterative. I feel just like we touch back in every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. We just learn the, like the. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie hates it. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna do this every podcast. Yeah, I'll punch in the head. <laughs> All right, you guys, signing off. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, we are doing the Women in Wine uh, series. We're not sure who's going to be on next. If you know someone that's incredible and that you would like to showcase, what?